Shalom, shalom, wonderfully blessed. I am so excited that you have tuned into Dominion Plus Life webinar. We pray that the blessing of God would overtake you and that you would experience God's plans, His power, His, His presence in ways that you didn't even have a clue. Let's get into this week edition of Dominion Plus Life. She knew that something awesome was going to happen. You see, one of the things that as end-time believers, we must understand. When Jesus shows up, everything he is, everything he has, everything he's ready to download come along with him. Our job is literally to receive it. Our job is to obtain what God has made available. Hallelujah. Glory to the Father. It is our time, and, and, and this great awakening is not just for, for us to look at. I don't know about you. I'm coming to participate. Hallelujah. And, it's, and get my cup full with the right oil so I can, I can just blast it on all the people that God will for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we write, we're still on this series, and I believe we're going to be on it for a while. Um, redeeming or redemption. Tonight we're going to deal with your royal identity in Christ. Your royal identity in Christ. You see, the way people see you will determine how they treat you. And so goes the vision. The vision you have for your life, whether it's a vision of your finances or a vision of your health, your wealth, and so forth. It depends on what are you seeing. Because what you see will determine what you will receive or what you will attract in your life. Let me ask you this question. What is the kingdom vision you see for your life? Financially, health-wise, physically, your entire life. Again, the way a man sees his or her life will determine the components, <clears throat> excuse me, or what he, he will build his expectancy on. Where there's no vision, the people will begin to have no expectation. Does your vision align with the kingdom image and design that God's word declare as your dominion reality? You see, there, there is only one way that we can transpose the image in heaven into this earth realm and is uniting the God kind of faith. Yeah, I believe I'm going to get that. But as you turn on your faith, you'll never imagine the true picture concerning or created in heaven for the faithful sons of God until you recognize or even discover he, his revealed will for your life as a joint heir with Christ. 
regardless of your age, regardless of how long we have been walking with Jesus, the truth of our identity in Christ is, is utterly, it's just, it's, 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 it's essential for our spiritual journey. You see, that when we have the image of the kingdom, we know that all things are possible, and we say, Father, I'm here. I'm ready to do what you would have me to do. But when we have the image of the world, we begin to look at reasoning. We begin to come to the place of wondering if this thing could happen. You see, you will never visualize the authentic image that is in created in heaven for faithful sons of God until you understand or perhaps discover what his revealed will is for your life. What he has desired for your life is a joint heir covenant believer. You see, regardless what walk you had and, and what age you are or how long you've been walking with Christ. The reality of our identity in Christ is absolutely crucial as we take the journey step by step, no matter what season we, we are in. You see, that a dominion believer must go past and get and, and let it go, those thoughts of being just a Christian. Oh, by and by, I'm on the rolls of the church. You see, we must discover that we are joint heirs with Christ and that we are royal citizens in the kingdom of God. You see, when I travel overseas and Upon the reporting to the American embassy, my citizenship is not revolt. Regardless if I am in Europe, Asia, or wherever. You see, the law where my citizenship is, is still valid. You're in the earth, but you're seated in heavenly places, and your citizenship is in heaven, and so it is not revolt. You see, heaven's culture and environment is what dominates your field of life. It is our duty to remove the weeds out and and out of that glorious Eden Garden that we have been able to cultivate, to create like the garden in heaven. You see, embrace your, your true, that true royal image. It can be a huge struggle, especially if you don't let go of your past. If you don't let go of negativity, if you don't let go of what you painted in your thought line as the only reality that you can live by, go over to Ephesians, the first chapter. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord will awaken you to your position and your status as royal heirs of the kingdom of God. 
Look at Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 14, and it says it very clearly that he has given us like an engagement ring that is given to a bride as the first installment of what's to come. He is our hope promise of the future inheritance which seal us until we have all the redemption promises and experience complete freedom all for the supreme glory and honor of God. I decree that every image in your identity that has been transposed, reversed it to reflect the DNA of the kingdom of darkness is eradicated and I release new insight on the real man that has been, has the DNA of God to, to, to do that which God has will. Other words, that Jesus' identity will come alive in you, in Jesus' name. Just go on and thank the Father. What does it mean to be associated with Christ? You see, it's natural for us to associate with someone or something. It makes us feel connected and, and it gives us a sense of belonging. In our daily life, we identify with individuals, organization, occupation, nationality, or maybe the church. You identify with it, and, and that is good. We also have an identity in the spiritual realm. You see, Paul reminds us in Galatians, the second chapter, verse 20, that we have been crucified with Christ. And also that we, we arose in triumphant with him. Hallelujah. And so if I understand my royal identity, I don't be sweating over those things of the old man, of the old system. Now I'm trans I've been transferred into the kingdom of God. And because I've been transferred, I don't look at what the old world, the old system has said that is my reality. Go over to Ephesians, the second chapter. And that's why many of the times that when you're at a place and you see something that has the seed of the lowest seed, you say, wait a minute, this don't, this don't feel right. Wait a minute. It's the kingdom inside of you is awakening you that you need to loose your faith to go to new dimensions in order to receive from new dimensions. Look at Ephesians 7, chapter verse 4. We're going to start there. God who loves us with great love, with such great love, he is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and we were doomed in our our many sins, he He united us in into the very life of Christ, saved us by his wonderful grace, he raised us up with Christ and exalted the exalted one and we ascend in with him into the glory, perfection, and authority of the heavenly remnant for we are all 
seat, co-seated in, as one in Christ. So according to the scripture promise, we are seated in, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You see, unfortunately, some dominion believers in our day have an identity crisis. They don't know who they are in Christ or, or where they are being seated. Instead of identifying with Christ, they identify with the problem that confronts them. Upon a man discovering the proper photojected image that is in heaven, he or she would access the extraordinary provision and promises that's theirs in Christ. Literally, they will, they will be granted grace to access. So the key is faith and grace. You see, we're not just children of God. We have royal status. To dominate and to establish and advance Christ's kingdom order and government in every sphere of life, office, spirit, soul, and body. You see, those are the three areas the devil wants to dominate because he knows it rules everything else in a man's life. You see, when we really understand that our identity in Christ, who we are in him, it changed the way we think and live. Somebody, it, you see, when a storm comes, we don't get petrified. We come and exercise authority because we know that we are seated in heavenly places. Literally what that means, that means that we have been empowered, we have been equipped to operate the supply of God in the earth and make a demand so it shall bring forth what God had ordained it to bring forth. You know, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians the 5th chapter verse 17, if anyone who is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Other words, that my yesterday cannot dominate my future. My future is dominated by the system of God, the kingdom order, and the, I, it is my job to activate and execute the kingdom order over that situation. In 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 17, which we just read, that same scripture, it says it in the Living Bible. I just love the way it's said. It says, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. So if a new life has begun, we can say there is a new government. It's a new image. You see, before we was in Christ, we was destined to death and destruction. And now we are destined to eternal life. Before Christ, we were destined to despair and degradation and poverty. But in Christ, we were destined, we are destined to have a life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. You see, we all were traveling 
death, somewhere in the valley of decision and hoping to find the way of wisdom. Hoping to find the way of shalom. Hoping to find the way of in our knowing that our confidence, that we know that the blessing of the Lord is upon us. You see, in Christ is where our identity is. There is no way you can plug into your royal identity outside of Christ. It is Jesus that we are somebody. And so throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, we will discover that God often changed people's identity. They looked at themselves one way, but God told them who they really were. He told them what your identity is. They looked at themselves one way, but God told the Midianites that he hid inside a wine press to thrustle his wheat. And he believed that the Mennonites would come, well, excuse me, would take what's little that he had if he saw himself as a threshing game, grain. How are you looking at yourself? Just like young Jeremiah, Ananiah had a talk with him. And he's, he wanted to see what he was seeing. Because what you see will determine what you would have. What you see will determine what you attract to your life. What you see will determine what visit your Garden of Eden. You see the word of God in, in Judges the 6th chapter verse 12. It says that the Lord be with you, mighty warrior. You see, many in our day said, you know, I don't act like no warrior. I don't see no warrior in me. I am, because, because they couldn't broaden that thing. You'll never see in light of the spiritual remnant if you're not spiritual. Or if you're not pressing into a place with God. You see, some of your faith projects have not been delivered in the physical remnant is due to how do you see it being yours? How do you see somebody paying off a brand new car for you? How do you see that new house you are tracking it and it is paid in full? Maybe you're listening to the faith results of Slaters. Who profit lied to you and, and you grasped it as your life reality. Many people have strong faith projects. All it takes somebody to come and shoot them down. And they'll stop believing. They'll stop believing. Because what someone else said. The question is, they may not be working with what you're working with. They may not take took the time to build their faith. We never downsize our expectancy based on somebody else. We upgrade it based on the word of God. You see, God also changed Abram then. It was impossible for Abram and his wife, Sherry, to have a baby. In the natural. In Genesis, the 17th chapter, verse 5, it tells us, God said, 
no longer you will be called Abram. Your name will be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. He changed Sarah's name to Sarah in that same chapter. You see, God word, God's word was fulfilling what Sarah gave birth to Isaac. God called those things to be as though they were. He did not look at the natural and say, hey, I don't think this is going to happen. You see, in the natural arena, what God is calling us may not exist. But in his eyes, it does. So we need to talk out about ourselves the same way God says. And sometimes it's an act of faith. Sometimes you got to just say, you know, Lord, I'm sticking to your word. Because your word is not void of character, plan, or power. You have to see through the hourglass of God. You see, that blueprint on even, or, or even that glorious vision that heaven proclaimed as yours and is ordained for you. As you may be in the place and God said you have an, a royal identity and you may be in a season of lack. You may be in a season that you cannot see in light of that royalty. You see, by nature, a man's born in the world controlled by Satan does not know his maker. You see, the key Figure in, in believing as a man. A man had to have the keys. In other words, he had to have the keys of salvation, which is the keys of redemption. Paul tells us in, in Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14. I want you to go there. Colossians 1, verse 13. We'll start right there. And he said, he was rescue us completely from the tarantulum rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom remnant of his beloved son. For in the son, all our sins were canceled and we have released a redemption through his very own blood. You're holding on stuff that maybe you've done years ago and you cannot let it go. And Christ has redeemed you from the curse of that law. Matter of fact, he redeemed you from bad thinking. But it's your job to keep the thinking right. And that's how we renew our mind. Until you think like a king, you're not going to attract the king's rewards. In other words, you're not going to attract that which is royal. Man could receive eternal life only after he was legally removed from Satan's authority. You see, that's why unbelievers can try the kingdom principles. And they want to get the fullness of the covenant provision because they don't have covenant access to attain what the kingdom law for the sons of God is. And then they'll go and say it don't work. It didn't work because you don't have a covenant. It didn't work because you're not a citizen in the kingdom. And so redemption deals with an identification. 
Identification and twofold identifies with Adam or Jesus. You see, there are two dimensions or sides, perhaps, of redemption. The legal side, what has been done. The vital side, what is being done in us now. You see, once a man recognizes or even finds his identity and redemption or salvation, you might want to call it, there is no preventing that man, regardless of gender, from begin becoming what the DNA of God declare as his identity and reality other than himself or herself that can stop it. No one else can stop it. You from reaching that reality, but you. You see, faith is the key that unlocked the door to take us, take us to the places that God said you should be. It, it, it opens the doors to the things that God says yours. It's not just looking at it and declaring one day that I will do it, I will have it. It's about believing, receiving, and taking it. It's that simple. It's just that simple. You see, Romans, the, the 12th chapter, verse 11, it reminds us that we have been, we have overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony, perhaps our confessions. So what are you saying determine what you will have? That's point blank. Well, I didn't really mean that, but you said it. The law says whatever you say, you shall have. What a man says is a photojected image of what he or she is believing. You see, most people don't listen to what they're saying. You see, anti-words that promote the plan and the practice and the schemes of the kingdom of darkness, and, and many could assume that it's going to grow, and it's going to flourish the blessing portion. Not so. That's why the enemy tries to get you to say it. Go over to excuse me, Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter. Look at verse 12. And it says, wise words brings approval. But fools are destroyed by their own words. So whether, whether or not you utter words that are the rejection of the curse to another, those words, it's still your words because you said it. And they will produce the provision of John verse 1, chapter 1, verse 14. In other words, that they shall become spirit and life and they shall live among you. You see, jacked up decrees can only produce jacked up results with abundance factor operating. You see, you say that, you may say that you're going to have it in the, with the furnishing grace. But if you're not saying what God says, you still will have the furnishing grace. Cause everything God makes grow. Everything God has, has ears. Seeds establish multiplication. Weeds cultivate one field with blessing, distraction, or resistance of crops. You see, the mandate 
and the mentality and the mission of the king is inside of you. When a man have an eternal kingship, DNA inside of him or her, that man will think, he would act, and he will, he will literally utilize authentic kingdom grace intentionally. That's why the enemy don't want you to know that it's a king inside of you. There is a king inside of you. There are strategies and solutions that has the divine imprint of God on it. I remember several years ago, I was traveling from a mission. And I ran across this elderly woman who was a pastor. And she said she was having problems in her secular job. She was telling me this story. And they did everything to try to torment her. And she told them, you can't touch me because I got royal blood all through my veins. And all of a sudden, they are promoting her because they saw that the power of the king, that nobody can stop it because this thing is designed to operate everywhere, anywhere it's applied. And so the power and the provision of the kingdom is accessible for every dominion believer and is not robbery to obtain what God allotted for his faithful children. And so the kingdom life will attract the image or perhaps the identity or the blueprint that God ordained and sanctioned for your life. Doors open. You'll know how the doors open. Your abilities couldn't get you there. Your personality couldn't get you there. Your money couldn't get you there. But there is an order of heaven. If you can see it, God will transfer it to you. God ordained his kingdom rule everything and eradicate the works of the devil. Even if it appears to be attractive or not. That's why John reminds us and he said, he tells us, test the spirit. And determine if it's of God. But we're seeing a generation of dominion believers who they see it, it looks like God, it, 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 it feels like God, but it's not God. They don't test the spirit. And they realize it costs them more than they thought it would. Go over to Luke, the 17th chapter. Let's start at verse 20. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care where your life been. God is about to take your life to another level. If you will stay plugged into his word and stay in that place under the environment of God, activating the laws of God and knowing your identity in Christ, you're going to attract some blessings to your life. All right. Luke, the 17th chapter, verse 20. We'll begin right there. And Jesus responded, God's kingdom remnant does not come simply by obeying principles or by waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. 
For God's kingdom really is already expanding within some of you. Too long. The church has been embracing religion experiences instead of embracing the authentic identity that we have in Christ. And operating in this earth such in a way that the dominion mandate, missions, and, and the very plan of God is showing up. Other words, that mandate in Genesis 1. That is attracting the heavenly frequency and currency results in your eating God. You say, well, I don't know how to attract it. If you know how to attract the curse frequency, you just got to change the system. And plug in with the system of God. You see, your life was not designed to be dominated by the system and the strategies of bondage from this world system. You have been in power with dominion, literally reigning and ruling kingdomly. You see, when a dominion believer is functioning in his or her royal dimension, it will attract heaven, legacies, and, and government in the earth. In other words, it will override every force, every demonic stronghold that is designed to hinder God's purpose and plan from advancing and delivering the Zoe dimension results. How many times you've been in a place, people say, I don't know why I'm doing this. Because the environment of God made a demand on what you were saying or what you were seeing. What would you expect? Go over to Luke 10, verse 19. It says, Now we understand that I impart to you all of my authority to trample over his kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom of Satan. And you will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possess. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. As you walk in this power. As you walk in this reigning grace. You see, I decree that every tactic, every scheme, every plot, and every provision of the kingdom of darkness have dominated your life or destiny is arrested in Jesus' name. It's absolutely important that we see our place of in, in the identity of redemption and get revelation that we have been appointed to see a seat in heavenly places which grant you authority to reign, to rule in this earth like our Father governs in heaven. He's not sitting there piddling his fingers and saying, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. He's operating the kingdom system that he has given us authority in Christ to operate or to implement in this earth. Get this full objective in. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ. And we are seated in the earth right now. So we get the, to dominate in the earth basically by uniting the kingdom principle, the kingdom patterns and practices that Christ 
facilitate in heaven. Until you can see your inheritance, you cannot enjoy it. Let's say it again. Until you can see your inheritance, you will not and you cannot enjoy it. Your spiritual sight give your insight to untain it. Remember, Proverbs tells us the fourth chapter. It tells us wisdom is the principal thing. You get wi- you get wisdom, you get understanding. So no wisdom. I won't get insight that is mine. I don't get insight that I have the strategies and solutions from the Word of God, and I implement it. Laziness will not give you the promises of God. You see, faith come by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. The more we apply it, the more we, we practice it, and the more we, we, we are determined to obtain everything God will. Consistency open the door of the floodgate. A phenomenal harvest that has the seal of God. Go over Revelation, the fifth chapter. We're going to wrap this up shortly. Revelation, the fifth chapter, look at verse nine. And it said, they were all singing this new song of praise to the Lamb. Because you were slaughtered for us, you are worthy to take the straw and to open its seal. Your blood was the price paid to redeem us. You purchase us to bring us to God out of every tribe, language, people, group, and nation. And you have chosen us to serve our God and formed us into the kingdom of priests who reign in the earth. Where are you going to reign? In the earth. So it's valid that we understand. We were not born slaves. But however, we were born kings and priests who display the glorious, eternal governing reign of Christ. Please get this. The domain of Christ in you. And through it, the operating and understanding the law and the power of redemption gives you the keys to the kingdom. You see, whatsoever you bind on earth, it is bound in heaven. You see, so many people, uh, they, they hear whatsoever I bind. You're binding things that God has said that this shall be yours. You see, the kings have the keys to the master place. And in other words, the key has the keys that open the royal living. Open up in such a way that the grace of God is operating. Go over to Matthew 16 chapter, and we are going to wrap this up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew 16, chapter verse 19. You probably read this over and over, quoted over and over. But I believe the night, a light going to turn on it from the inside. It says that I will give you the keys to heaven's kingdom remnant. 
to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven. And to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Now he's telling us what we can bind in that scripture promise. If heaven has, has agreed upon it, we should agree upon it. You see, until you know who you are, you're not going to be in a, in a, a, a race of life wondering how it's going to turn out. It is one thing to be born again, and it's another thing to know what redemption is worth and what it made available to you. Your knowledge of the importance of your redemption decide how many benefits that you will reap. So the identification is the one of the greatest elements of salvation. Understanding your part in Christ, understanding who you are in Christ, and accessing the covenant promise, which is your righteous entitlement based on the covenant of God. Not based on you going to, you're part of, you're in the membership of this particular church. Or you're hooked up with this particular thing. Your righteous entitlement is based on your covenant with God. You see, understanding your importance in Christ. Your covenant gives you an empowerment grace to shift you into an, an entire kingdom and get different results because every kingdom has different results. The devil has come to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said that I have come to give you an abundance to the full and tell it abundant life to the full until it overflow. Big difference. The identification is, is the discovery of who you are in Christ and what Christ has made available to you and what he has made you to be in him. You see, if we walk around saying, I'm nothing but a, a little filthy old rag, that's a dishonor to God because Jesus went on that cross. To snatch every element in your character, in your faith, in the how you live. When you were a man living under the system of the curse. And he freed you from that. A man who does not understand his identity. He will gratitude take to whatever they assume that would give him a sense of value or worth. You see, your identity, or perhaps your DNA, is not found in people. It's located in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus came to give you all power and authority to dominate your eater field and to attract the good treasure kind of life. I don't care who was your mama, who was your daddy. Or what you, you, you have programmed your mind to believe as a reality. Jesus didn't come to give you a struggling and a downtrodden life. He came to give you the kingdom. He came 
They'll open up the door so the glorious plan of God will come forth in your life. You see, when we understand that our identity, we are set for an outstanding results. And as you obtain such results, you will when begin to command the respect of the world. Because the way a person sees you will determine how they treat you. You see, the new birth connects us to a supernatural source, a divine root, and whatever God is worth becomes our new worth. In order to start downloading the photojected image of our royal identity, we must let go of our own way of thinking and become word ruling or abiding believers, and stop allowing those strange voices speak of our life and destiny. Literally enter into his rest and know that the shalom provision shall be your life reality. We must get radical, especially if we want kingdom realities to grow, to flourish in our field, just like the woman, that widow in the 18th chapter of Luke. She didn't go to court and face the judge who, who thought he was bigger than God himself. You see, she had her armory on and was, was determined that the kingdom domain grace was going to deliver and be revealed over her court case, regardless of what laws and regulations was aiming to work against her. You see, when you know your royal identity, you will settle for nothing less than the triumphant living. The triumphant living. You see, you see, you will get it. You can't see nothing but victory. Bad report, victory. And somebody said that your money is, is, is just gone and nothing is there. You see, you're still seeing victory. Cause what you see will determine what you attract. Father, I thank you for raising up a generation of kingdom takeovers who are who will dominate the forces that have aim and to hinder the, the ecclesias for years. No more in our day. So I encourage you to rise in power, arise in the authority of Christ, and rise in and expect it. The provisions will attract to your life just like a magnet. In Jesus' name, it shall be. You see, when you you identify with Christ, God will give you a new identity. You see, instead of a sinner, you become that dominion believer who wins. Instead of being lost, you're found. Instead of, of be, be, uh, being attracted to the works of the enemy, you're called a friend of God. Instead of, of, of being that one that, that has the earmarks and actions of unrighteousness, you become that righteous one because there's a legacy of God's central results tracking your field in your Eden garden. Instead of seeing yourself sick, you'll see yourself healed, whole, and, and triumphant. Instead of seeing yourself poor, you'll see yourself rich. You see, when you understand your new royal identity in Christ, 
You will become a stronger and more stable dominion believer. Your faith will work for you better. Your faith, your, your prayer life will, will be enhanced. In other words, you will go to new levels. You'll walk in new dimensions of grace. Because you know that the father, he sent his son, and his son had royal blood. And so he gives us a joint heir covenant. No more you're looking like that person that had that lack. That person that had no way. Didn't know they were walking through life and trying to discover themselves. In other words, in the valley of decisions. And now the grace of God is leading you. To your physical promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not a bastard. You're a king. Christ has made you a king and priestly vessels who dominate, who take that which the enemy has tried to hinder. You're not under the, the domination of Satan. That has been eradicated and you're free. It's not like freedom of the world. They'll give you freedom and under, under the garment, you're still in bondage. You're still under the curse. Because the Babylon system cannot make you a king. It doesn't know what it looks like. To order to make someone a king, You've got to be a king yourself. Jesus is our eternal king. And he has made us kings and priests. Don't take another day and see your life and your worth less than what God said. I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed. And tonight, just, just, just be bold enough. That you're gonna, you're gonna take, make some business. In other words, you're gonna do some business with God tonight. Every thought, every idea, every photojected image that you have in your mind that doesn't line with that royal status that Jesus came to get. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not pray some little minute payment for your freedom. It was a tremendous price. And tonight, I want you to talk to your king. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray, and we'll take, give you a few minutes just to make take business. It's time to, to do some business with God, with your life. The things that you're saying, the things that you settle for, the things that you, you're allowing in. No more, no more, no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, Jabez understood there was a power of redemption. And that was before Jesus took it on Calvary Cross. Hallelujah. We've been engrafted in a kingdom for such as a time as this. Hallelujah. The Father, the Father of 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, tonight we just thank you. And Father, we lay at your altar every thought that designed to influence and to attract curse-driven results. We say no more. Those things that old man fibs and designed have been taught from generation to generation that's hindering the blessing. We strip it out. Just go and act like you mean business. Take it out of your heart life, your your thought life. Take it out of your life. Tonight, every thought that, that the devil has put in your mind and said that, you know, mama went through this. You know, daddy went through this. You know, aunt Sue went through this. When you know, grandma went through this. You know that everybody in my community went through this. Now, devil, you take authority over and re- eradicate his works. Now, Father, I ask you to give them the image of their royal identity. And from this day on, they'll think like a king. They'll expect like a king. They will lose their faith like a king. They are know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that thunders with fire, will come and reshift the things that need reshifting. Hallelujah. You see, that Pelos man, and he had a few crazy friends that took him to Jesus open air meeting and he kept telling Jesus I don't have anybody to take me up and until he got the vision regardless if they have to be radical and they got to lift that bed and they got to do what is looking it may look crazy on the outside I don't care. I come to get my healing. I come to get a touch of God. I come to receive from heaven. I don't care where you are and what is in your season. Tonight you get radical. You get determined. I'm coming out. If nobody else come out, I'm going to come out. Because I got royal blood. And I've been redeemed from the curse I don't have to hold on to the curse. I don't have to hold on to the things that the principalities and the powers of devils is whispering in the atmosphere and saying, I got you now. No. No, no, no. Just seeing Jesus. Giving Satan that the most awesome butt whooping to rescue you. And he will do it again. It's the power of redemption. And knowing that you've been redeemed. You see, knowing and not knowing you've been redeemed is literally like a prisoner who's in prison and he's been free and he's still 
staying in the cell until you get the revelation and the insight what Jesus did for you and it's yours. The problem may be you just haven't taken it. Just go in and take it. It's a prophetic act. Just reach your hands out and take your healing and take your prosperity. Take your peace. Take your joy. Whatever you need to take, take it. Hallelujah. Glory to the Father. I'm going to pass this over to evangelists, and I'll come back and speak the blessing of